we're hot on this and I'm going to mute you guys real quick. Try to say something, see if I can hear you. Okay, we're good. All right, I'm going to do the intro and then we're going to roll with it. What's up, guys? You're here with O'Neill Ops, and this is the Predator Hunter Podcast. This is a place where we break it down. We go into detail with the equipment that we use and how we use that equipment application specific, trying to help you be more proficient at your work through experiences that we've had in the field. And today, I kind of, we, we did this podcast, uh, was it probably a month, two months ago, a month ago. My bad. There it is. What now? It was probably longer than that. Three months ago? No, it wasn't that long, was it? No. Two. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, anyway, so what happened was we kind of, we did all right at the beginning, but it started turning into a shit show and I was going to post it, but then we had Randy Anderson come on and his content was just phenomenal. Three solid hours of good shit. So I figured... I just uploaded a podcast on, or sorry, uploaded a YouTube video on reloading about a week ago. And there's some douche canoes that just comment on stupid shit. I, I'm over it. I mean, whatever. I'm going to call it. I'm going to say how it is. I, I, guys that don't like our shit, I'll just ban them. It's, there's no reason for it. I, everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but it's just stupid. Just not on your channel, right? Yeah. I have authority there. <laughs> I, I shouldn't be shit. that way, dude, but Amatine does it. He fucking bans her ass. Yeah, but that dude's a champion. We're working our way. <laughs> anyway, so what happened was I posted that 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 video, that reloading video, and there was a couple guys that were commenting on the the 22250 being dead, meaning there's no place for it anymore because of the newer designs that are out there, and they were pretty much kind of addressing the 22 creed so the the first of all this whole podcast is going to revolve around our cartridge selection for killing coyotes which is the 22 250 that's our go-to cartridge for anything killing coyotes it's just a redundant question it's a question that that so many people ask particularly on like kill reels and stuff where where those coyotes are just, it's hydrostatic shock. Lock them up, smiley, sit their ass down, tip them over, done. That's what we're looking for, for, you know, in any kind of video production that we do. That's what we're looking for. And, and fortunately for us, that 22250, it delivers that. And we're going to go deep here into a, a lot of detailed specs and a lot of detailed credentials that we have earned over the years using this cartridge and there's for, for example the, one of the main reasons that we use it is because of what i just said hydrostatic shock there's reloaders out there and there's guys that are not reloaders 
the 22250 is is a cartridge that I would classify as inherently accurate. You can pretty much throw a powder charge, seed a bullet, and have a case primed and it'll shoot, generally speaking. Oh, for sure. Now, I mean, we throw, like John says, throw 36 grains at it, 50 grain VMAX, and it's dead nuts. It's it's hammered. Close en- yeah. Close enough. Yeah. And yeah. close enough for us is half inch. Right. Yeah. And from there on, it's pretty much just uh, how how good do you want it to shoot? Right. You know, right. where you can start like what I did was I had that that die reamed from Forrester, so I've got a specific neck tension, and then you mess with seating depth, and you can take uh, if you guys look at that reloading video and see the three shot group at 110 yards, it's a it's the tightest group I've ever shot in my life. That's what you can work to if you reload. But regardless. The the twenty two two fifty is just it's an inherently accurate cartridge to where if you're not a reloader, most of the time you can go to a store, pick up a box of rounds, have a factory over the counter rifle with a good optic, and it's gonna shoot at least MOA. Right. If not better. Which is way better than ninety nine point nine percent of people care about. Yeah, on a hunting rifle, I mean who's Who's going to give a shit about that? Yeah, most guys are concerned with minute of coyote. Right, exactly. They shoot their gun at a pop can once a year and go, oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more, a gallon jug yeah. is what they yeah. shoot. Yeah, paper plate. Yeah. They hit a paper who, plate who, three who times. Who does that shit? Yeah. I know. Are you talking about me the other night? That's better than, that's better than Boris. <laughs> you did do that the other night, I did. Be, it, was with a, it was with my thermal. It was with that because I had it a... Uh, I had a little little water jug and I filled it up with hot water and I'm like you're I'm pretty just, proud of yourself. Too. I blew that shit up, dude. It went boom, went all over the bale. I just wanted to record something. We usually cool. use hand warmers. So was it full of hot water or piss? Hot water. Yeah, sure it was. So anyway, what what I would what I'm going to talk about here is like I said, the inherent accuracy of the cartridge. It's just it's it's proven over time, 60, 70, 80 years. The hydrostatic shock capability. And the the way that we use it that I would say is a little bit different than the traditional 22250 design is all of our rifles, like we've got a couple rifles, a few rifles here laid out. Ever since we designed the CR Motto, which was a, a rifle that I developed with Chad Dixon at LRI, I, I had an idea of just going with a faster twist barrel, which... A, a quicker twist barrel allows you to shoot heavier bullets. It stabilizes those heavier, longer bullets. And the whole mindset behind that is, of course, we've said this before, is uh, the the option to run heavies in either windier conditions or a higher ballistic coefficient. So if you want to extend your range, they just perform, they fly better through the air. That's what they do. Heavier bullets with the correct design fly better through the air. And we wanted to have that option. We wanted to have that capability, which is why we went with a, a faster twist barrel, which is a one and eight. And, and that's pretty much our standard twist rate. We do have that one that you're shooting right now, which is a seven. Right. And we haven't had any issues with it spinning. I think you get, that fellow told me 325,000 revolutions per minute is when you start tearing jackets off. I'm, I'm pretty sure. We haven't ruined anything when we zeroed that gun. So we're not pushing them to the limits yet. But I, I like that eight twist. It's kind of a happy medium. And we've been really, really fortunate. I should just say we've had really good luck with the 50 grain VMAXs from Hornady. And we've had really good luck with other uh, bullets as well. But 
you know, you just have to be a little bit more uh, tedious or a little bit more particular when you start reloading different bullets. And another thing too, you know, we're always engaging guys online. Uh, there's a, a forum called Predator Masters where some guys just bitching about uh, cartridge or, or bullet selection on coyotes. You know, it was on Facebook. It was on Facebook on the 22 Creed page. I, I don't know why somebody tagged me in it. <laughs> and uh, this these guys were bitching about, you know, it, what bullet can I use in a 22 Creed that's going to preserve the fur? General rule of thumb, man, it's just automatic common sense. Anytime, whether it's a match bullet or a highly frangible bullet like a VMAX, anytime you introduce a heavier bullet, a heavier projectile going just as fast or faster, you're going to have more damage. It goes faster. It tears further. It goes through more. It's just going to, you can automatically factor that in eventually over time, no matter. And, and here's the, here's the kicker on that. You don't go shoot 10 coyotes a year or 50 coyotes a year or a hundred coyotes a year and claim that this bullet is the end, the be all cure all for saving fur. You don't do that. You kill two or 300 coyotes a year with this bullet, two or 300 coyotes a year with this bullet, two or 300 coyotes a year with this bullet. And you do that for fucking your whole life. We've had bullets that we shot 10 coyotes with and threw them away. Because it just went poof, poof, poof. Yeah. But thing about it is I can wreck a coyote with a 50 green. Exactly. That's what I said on that, on that Creedmoor page. In the end, don't say it's your bullet's fault because everybody motherfucks the 50 grain VMAX. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody everywhere, they just say, dude, it's, it, it will blow shit up. Any bullet will blow shit up if you shoot them high. Yeah. If you shoot them in the right spot and you have proper shot placement, ultimately in the end, that is key. So always remember that. The more precise, more accurate of a shooter, the more of a marksman you are, the better you are going to have. If you could shoot them in the head every time, guess what? Sure. You're not ruining hardly any fur. It doesn't matter what you're shooting. Yeah, anything. Yeah. So that's always something to keep in mind. Now, there's another thing. Like like I said, I went over the 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 bullets, the the barrel specs. That's kind of a for most guys common sense how it works. The traditional style Remington twenty two two fifty is a fourteen twist, usually running forty grain bullets up to maybe mid fifties. 3,500 to 4,000 feet per second, I would say, factory. And that's one of the main differences between the platforms that we designed. And that's where guys started to get going in. You know, that's what some of those guys were kind of complaining about about on the reloading video of mine where they were saying, well, you know, the 250 is dead. Um, before I go there, though, another thing, too, that I should mention is the heavy bullets versus lights. A lot of the old school I would say traditional style hunters out there, they had what's called a max point, max point blank range method, which means you sight your gun in so high at a hundred yards or you, you have, you verify zero, you have zero, your zero is at 200 yards or 250 yards, which allows you to literally hold your crosshairs on fur from 50 to 350 yards and not have to worry about holdover. That that in the coyote, that in the the generalized predator hunting game is huge, I think, because predator hunting is is it's not like a regular big game or any hunting in general because shit happens so fast and it can change on a dime. And all of us know that you can have a coyote be fifty yards in five seconds. He's two hundred and fifty yards. Oh yeah, easy. 
And for you to take the guesswork out of holdover, we completely understand that. But with the rifles that we're using, we have developed a system or a platform where the optics have become so much more advanced since that max point blank range method was implemented or used 20, 30, 40 years ago. Now you have first focal plane optics where you can almost, if you get good enough, utilize holdover just as fast right. and as efficient as you can just holding crosshairs on. Yeah. Cause that's essentially and what that's, you're doing. That's what we do. I mean, holdover. I don't dial. Have you ever dialed for hunting coyotes? No. The only ever time is, I mean, if you're laying it out there at 500, 600, 700. You, you, even, yeah. And even yeah. then. Which we don't, which we, we don't. Yeah. Even at that, I don't. Don't dial. Right. There's no, there's, we, we don't even hardly use holdover because most of the time we're, ch- you know, our goal yeah, is maybe to. maybe f- a couple times a year, maybe. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like, to? like vapor trail. That, yeah. I, I remember that. We sat and looked at that coyote for 30 seconds, right? Yeah. You never dialed. We first, fo- first focal plane holdover, that was a good shot. That was a long shot. So that's another thing, too, that uh, that a lot of guys, you know, that, that 250 cartridges, it, it's utilized for. There's numerous methods, and what we did was we, we really modernized what that cartridge capability is by using just a simple option like a fast twist barrel. That's That's all we did. It introduced the option to be able to run a heavier bullet selection for numerous options. Maybe you're an antelope hunter, maybe you're a deer hunter, you know, a big game hunter where you need to have a little bit more uh, foot pounds, a little bit more energy to maybe it's legality. Maybe there's reasons in your state that you have to have so many foot pounds of energy in order to use this certain cartridge by, by having a little bit heavier bullet, you know, selection that allows you to exceed those recommendations. But, uh, you know, the, the 22-250 versus the 22-2, there's always arguments on what cartridge is best. You know, oh, the twenty the 223 does everything I need it to. The the 22-250 is better than this. The 220 Swift is this good. The 22 Creed is this good. And the way that I look at it, and I've said it before, is the 223 is good. We killed a shit ton of coyotes at the 223 early yeah. on. I think the only thing you notice on that is you get a lot of running coyotes. And as far as getting footage, all you get is a bunch of bullshit hate. I don't even know about a lot, but you definitely get more. Sure. What I think is ulti- that goes back to shot placement, of course. Yeah, right. But you're 100% right. You could have the same shot placement with a 223 as you do on a 22250, and the 223 coyote would be a runner, right? Because the the hydrostatic shock is not there. So that's you're 100 right. the The 22250 does everything that the 223 does, but it does it better, except for I would say one thing, and that's mag fed in an AR platform. Right. You 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 can, you know, there's AR platforms that have been developed in the 250, but they're 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 highly limited. Either either it's a proprietary magazine that's only a 5 rounder or it, it's it's, you know, something different that limits your capabilities compared to the capacities of a 223. So that you factor that in right there. If you're going to be if you want a lot of rounds, you're you're limited with the 250. We're looking for a bolt action precision platform. That's why we run it. Then you get into the arguments of cartridges that are on a similar velocity or a similar uh, design, 
like you have the 22250 and then you have the the 220 Swift. The main difference there to me is, and dad used to have a Swift, is the Swift's a nasty little bitch, man, but you burn a barrel up a lot faster than you do with the 250. Probably 500 to 1,000 rounds sooner then your 250 will burn it out into a lot of that's a lot that's a lot of dead coyotes if that's what you're shooting that's a lot of prairie dogs if you're shooting some guys are concerned with it some guys aren't so that's what i look at from that if you if you're going to compare a 250 to a 220 swift the the most the the most uh i would say detrimental difference is barrel life but then you get into the same thing as with the 22 creed too you get you have so much more velocity, you get more muzzle energy, and then that's just going to wreck fur too. So that's another little, a little bit of thing to look at. The twenty-two Creed, how I would compare it to the two fifty, and that's what those fellows were talking about on the on the uh, the reloading video. That's where they said that the the twenty-two two fifty is dead. And I think if you look, it's hard to see right there, but we've got them both right there. If you look at the the design of the cartridges and you look at the taper from the shoulder, from the case shoulder down to the case head on the 250 versus the Creed, the Creed's pretty much a straight taper. It, it's it's just it's 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 almost straight down. Where the 250 has a little bit of a more, well, it's a more aggressive than the Creed, but the Creed is a whole different animal to me because what you can do with that. If we built a Creed, a couple of them, in my opinion, the Creed would be designed for mid to long range. You have a fast twist. That's an 80.5 grain burger full bore with 42 grains of 4350 going 3300 or 3400 feet per second. So I'm pushing an 80 and a half grain bullet just as fast as I'm pushing a little 50 grainer. And that's going to tear the shit out of stuff. That's way more than that little 50, but it's going to exceed that 250 immensely downrange. You get 400, 600, 800. That could potentially be a thousand yard gun if you develop it right easily where the 22, 250 wouldn't be. So the, just because, you know, the, that Creedmoor has those capabilities and the 22, 250 could too, if you loaded the bullet, right? If you, if you loaded a heavy enough bullet, you could still do the same sure. damn thing. But another factor that a lot of those guys, you know, that ultimately they, they just automatically randomly jump in and start talking shit because, you know, the skinny gene effect, it's, it's the new fad. It's this guy. It's the new fad. <laughs> it's what was it? What was it? Skinny jeans, dude. Oh, no, I'm just saying that's how, that's how you are about the creed. Oh, the screen. Oh, oh I yeah. Rag, I rag yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that thing. It's just the thing is, is it, I it's, thought you it's, were calling me skinny jean. No. Fuck. I'm like, oh, I will, but no, like, I wasn't. I'm like, where the hell's that coming from? <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it's a fad. There is the, there's a 6.5 Creed. What the hell does that do that the 260 won't? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not nah, here. Go there. Go there. Yeah, okay. Dude. Well, we will, I will, I will, but I'm going to do it with the 22 Creed versus the 250. There you go. So the, the 22 Creed, if you look at the case taper, it's it's straight. You there are when you run that in a mag fed system, it does not run nearly as smoothly as a twenty two two fifty. Just ask us because we know from experience. All right, 
You don't have to fuck with near as much shit with the 22250 if you're running it in a mag. You don't. You don't have to worry about the overall length. If you're running a really long bullet, you don't have to run with the overall length, running in the overall in the, in the meg length issues. You don't any. have to chamfer the shit out of your chamber so that you don't scrape the side of your freaking case. You oh, into that chamber. There's a lot of there's a lot of little things that guys overlook in the beginning just because they're all skinny jean, new design, new fad bullshit about oh look at this it pushes <laughs> this bullet this fast. Now there is. You can tell, I'll be honest, I have an emotional tie to the 250 just because it's something that we've always used since we were in grade school. Yeah, there's nostalgia to it. But here's the thing. When you have an emotional tie to something and you think that that's the best just because you have an emotional tie, you're wrong. If you stack bodies with something over 20 years or 30 years and it's proven and you can show people the, the, the facts based behind the emotional tie to something, then it turns into something and more than that. That's the thing. We're not going to say it's the best. It just works the best for us. Yeah, exactly. Don't mean it's right. If you guys want to go fuck shit up with the creed, go right ahead. Yeah. Go right ahead. Go do it and, 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 and use the same shot placement that we you do. You carried a creed for a couple weeks. And then we said, fuck that. <laughs> It's his, good. His jeans were cutting the circulation off. It was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so he put it away. That and it fucking exploded everything. <laughs> but that's what, I mean, if you think about it, ultimately in the end, shot placement is key. You can have precision shot placement with both of those cartridges. Say Keith puts one right. You got a kite that's quartering to you, and he puts it right in the, the, the shoulder junction of his neck. I'm actually going to still. Right in the head. Oh, well, let's say this. He shoots it right here. That little VMAX is going to go in. It's going to blow up. Hydrostatic shock, high velocity, tip him up, tip him over, done. That Creed is going to go in, and it's going to fucking go out. And when it goes out, it might leave a little hole. It might hit a freaking vertebrae. It might hit a rib. It might hit the other shoulder blade, and it's going to fucking blow up. Yep. One way or the other. So factor that in. It, you guys, I mean, I understand the concept of the design. The Creed, it's new. I'm not bad mouthing it, but you you don't say that an old uh, a older cartridge is dead just because you know the, you could also you ultimately like John said, gas that creed up with a little light bullet. You're on the same level as a 220 Swift now. You have less barrel life, and relatively the same performance as a 22250. Not enough performance increase to justify burning a fucking barrel up. 500 or a thousand rounds sooner than a 22250 to me anyway i mean go figure it out for yourself if you want to edit this out if you want but i think that the 22 creed is a huge uh marketing thing i think everything creedmore was a big marketing thing personally i think someone that's, made a lot of money on it that's what it that's what it ultimately boiled if if we could get enough followers if we had a million youtube followers i would go talk to ptg i'd go to talk to pacific tool and say hey dude David Kiff, let's that's let's, let's fucking change the shoulder of that a little bit and call it the fucking ops destroyer, and we could sell. You know how much whatever, money you dude. Make? Yeah, of course you You'd, would. You would Why own the, you do that? You'd own the reamer. You would make brass dies. Yeah, and you could have royalties on all. It's it's it it is. It's all marketing, and and guys, those little skinny jean bitches fall for it. 
Hey, dude, the two fifty is dead. Look, at, I'll call him out. I don't, I don't care. Look Fuck. at PRS. There's two new cartridges yeah, every PRS, year. John. There's two new cartridges every year, and people jump on that shit. Yeah, they do. The XC, the all. Yeah, the yeah. XC is twenty. No, years that was old. a hammer, dude. That was a hammer. Yeah, and you I know it. Into selling it, you jackass. For what? For a fucking stupid amount. No, no, what did we build? Oh, fucking mousing a, a piece fields. of shit that I put three barrels on and still didn't all shoot. All of us did, dude. I didn't. I stayed with the same barrel. But yeah, we all fucking did that dumb shit. <laughs> I think you still have one. Yep, I brushes. do. Rushes. It still doesn't shoot. It's not in the six comp match anymore. I know. It's, it's in a not. 243. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. Is it shoot now? Nope. <laughs> Has it been on the same nope. sense? <laughs> no. Come on, Ted. Oh, shit. You yeah, should dude. probably cut off. Yeah, I don't, it's not even that. It's something else. But that, so that's, you know, that's kind of a, a, a lot of information on, on the 22250. I would say the, I remember getting into it the first time, the first 250 that I was really, really introduced to was dad's when I was in junior high. I bought that gun, my first fucking gun. That was, that was, that was, uh, the, a regular Remington 700 BDL walnut stock. Walnut stock, all yeah, pimped out. Yeah. That was that yeah. one. Because then dad upgraded to a Remington. Dude, I seven. Think he still has it. <laughs> it's just rebarreled. <laughs> yeah. Same stock, same action. Yeah. Chad reworked it. It was a Remington 700 Sendero VSSF, which is a, a varmint stainless steel fluted. 24-inch barrel, and that thing was had a, a, a very X3 loophole that was a matte stainless, stainless. as well. Pimped out gun, dude. That thing dude. still gets beat around in the Ranger in the pickup. Has a HS Precision uh, speckled stock. Just a pimp rifle, man. And it was a tack driving hammer. Chad freaking went to town on it. That's because the it, ball, he, he had that gun for a long time until he shot that barrel out. I mean, he shot it completely out. And Chad, I bought a barrel for dad and Chad reworked it. Chad custom reamed it. And then, well, obviously. <laughs> and then he did a custom Cerakote on the stock and... We shortened the barrel to, I think, 18 inches, threaded it. We're running a Hurricane XLTI on it, and it's a little hammer. Same same exact scope as was before. And now he doesn't care what round he has. Fuck. If it fits in that bitch, he's he going to shoot. shoot it. Even if it doesn't fit. <laughs> you yeah. shoot. Fuck. Fuck. That's bad. I don't know it's how so, many I had to pull still, out of It that still gun. shoots. Yeah, it is. I don't know how many rounds I had to pull out of that fucking chamber that was stuck. Really? From not fitting and trying to make them fit. As long as it said 250 on the back, he was throwing that bitch in there, wasn't yeah, he? The last one, I ripped the bolt handle off. <laughs> I tried to freaking kickstart it like a dirt bike because I couldn't get it out. And I ripped I remember the, that. Ripped the bolt handle off and took it up to Chad, and he goes, well, my weld failed, I guess. So even Oh, though it, it did rip no, the weld. it wasn't the weld. It, it ripped around the weld, but the weld actually held. Okay. And Chad goes, well, I'll warranty my work. Fucking give me a new, pulled out of his, uh, his inventory from Remington Custom Shop, a bolt. Jeweled it and freaking gave it gave it to us. That's funny. Pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Chad's a good dude. We need to get up there because I'm getting uh I'm gonna have him murder out a Remington or a origin action on one of those manor stocks, and I'm gonna have him murder it out in tan, dude. Just full fledged Cerakote tan that no bitch. No way, you're going tan? Solid Why tan. Why would you dude. do that? I don't what? know. Fifty fifty <laughs> shade fifty shades of tan. Can't believe you picked tan. Yeah. On anything, like gray or something. Yeah. How's the the 
is there anybody asking questions on the 250? We're not going to go, guys, we're not going to go down the, we're not going down the wormhole on, on extra shit on the 250. I mean, on extra shit. If you guys have questions on the, on the 22250, we will 100% entertain them. But if we only make this 40, a 40 minute podcast, then, then so be it. But we're going to keep this straight at the, at the, the cartridge selection of our choice for the 20, for the, for predator hunting in general. And that's, that's really what, if you guys haven't, be sure to check out that um, that uh, reloading video that I did on YouTube. There's some pretty good detail in there on just the whole process of reloading. And like I said, the 22250 being inherently accurate, it's just, it's it's good. It's slick. It's it's easy to load for. It works. It works. If you're a beginner, a beginner in the reloading uh, department or on the reloading side of things, if you're just getting into it, a 22250 is a really good cartridge to start with because it doesn't take a lot of goofy ass work to get it to shoot really well. 50 grain VMAX with 30 thousandths of jump, work in the middle of your pressure range with your book, whatever your book says. 35 grains of Argit. 35 grains of Argit. I wasn't going to throw a number out there. It's not, it's that's not even close to your number is 36 no matter what. So, yeah, yeah, it is, but I wouldn't tell anybody that. Why? Someone blow a gun up and bitch at yeah, you. Yeah, because then it's your fault, right? Yeah, exactly. That's how it always works. <laughs> it's in the range. Bitch. It's in the I range. Know it is. It's, it's not even in the red. Yeah, but look at the book. Start at the low end and work your way up. Don't you start are the at the book, top John. end. John, you're the book. You know what? It, right? I don't see any questions, dude. Yeah, that's just, it's probably not something. Every Most people that follow us already know what it is. I mean, I've got a couple of of uh, statistical pages here that we could that I could read through that guys can Google and find themselves. We're just ad libbing and giving you guys an opinion that we formed over the years of our use of the cartridge, and we've tried a, a few different ones. I mean, to an extent, you know, there's a point where if you're successful and you're using something that that allows you to get to that point why try to fix it if it's not broke why try to change shit up if you don't need to you know just because and the only reason that we tried to do that creed was because when we went to gunworks they're like hey dude you know we're trying to push this cartridge we got the brass already made like we'll try it and it's not bad it's not it's just not for us yeah it's i mean when we're trying to get everything in Close. 100 yards and in. And it's not like we haven't tried different shit. I mean, like you said, the 223 shit, we did a 308, a 260, 223 Wism. We've tried a lot of different shit. 223, 223 Wism. Let's do that. We could go through. I've, I've got a 223. Swift. I've yeah. got a 223 Wism downstairs. Uh, Have you ever shot it? Mm-hmm. It's good, dude. It's a freaking, it's a, I bought it from. JJ. Yep. <laughs> I did a trade. He bought a Savage, dude. I'm like, you give me that shit. I want, uh, fuck, I'm not touching a Savage. But he, I sold it to him. Good trade, eh? No, because I didn't <laughs> own it. I bought it for him. I bought it on, yeah, from RSR Group. Why'd you pay 200 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> no for a Savage? I wouldn't pay that. Fuck, fuck that. Dude, the funniest story is, I got to tell you this, because this is relevant to a 22250. So there's this fella, and he's a... He was a coyote calling, a coyote killing son of a bitch. And he lives probably only 20 miles away from here. 
And this was probably within the first couple. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yep. This is probably within the first couple of years that I talk, met Chad Dixon up at mm. Sturgis. And Chad was fucking Chad's a good dude. We're going to get him in house here. He's got some shit going on, but he's we've done so much work with him and he's 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 freaking almost i would say too smart for his own good when he starts chad yeah oh, fuck yeah he's he so good dude and he he don't he has no filter dude no which is awesome yeah the thing about chad is and we did a podcast with him once <laughs> that got deleted because fucking <laughs> statistics shit went out the window no dude we How started many times talking you say okay don't record this yeah, yeah. We started talking about inner city shit. Remember that? Oh yeah. Anyway, so we're I'm at Chad's and I'm talking to Chad and he goes, Hey, do you know so and so? And I'm like, Yeah, dude, that guy fucking kills the shit out of coyotes. And I and actually so I he says he does. And I I asked Chad because the guy said something to me. He I referred Chad to him, is what happened. And I go up there and talk to Chad. I'm like, hey, do you know who this guy is? And Chad's like, yeah, yeah, I got, he, he's, he, I got his gun here. And, I, and Chad goes, what's up? Chad goes, what's, what's going on, dude? I go, well, this guy's kind of bitching about your shit because you, something, something. You did something, and mm -hmm. it's not shooting to his expectations. And he goes, well, why the fuck does he have a savage then? And I lost my shit. Yeah. He goes, why the fuck is he rebarreling a savage? Didn't Chad do that? Yeah, Chad rebarreled yeah. it, dude. And then, you know, you do, you, that's a sucky thing. You get one bad barrel and you have a gunsmith barrel it up, spin it up, and maybe the barrel doesn't that, shoot very good. That dude still talks about that gun. Then they just, you know, it, a, a guy will, a guy will motherfucking just bitch the shit out of a gunsmith because of that. And it won't oh, even yeah. be the gunsmith's fault. You know, you got to have, you got to have him build 10 guns for you. Have him build three guns for you before you start bitching about shit. Because you could get something bad along the line. You could get a bad barrel, man. You could get a bad anything. A bad action? Yeah, we all three did. Yeah, <laughs> and we don't bitch still, Chad out. It wasn't Chad's fault. I guarantee you his shit was top tier. I still don't know There what was the hell something was going that on. Dude, was... Did we get those there, from him? Yeah. Yeah, the it's actions. Because really that was the first year he started <laughs> pushing those. And yeah. fuck, dude, those were nice. I, I liked everything about it except the way it shot. Dude, Chad has had some good ideas. That comp match was essentially a Creedmoor before the Creedmoor even came to the market. And now you have Q. What the hell does Q have? A 6.8? Is it a, what the hell is Q's little? It's not the 6.8 Western is what you're thinking. No, 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 it. no. It's a. Oh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a 338. It, it's like his, it's like his yes. Ivan. Chad had the 338 Ivan, crazy Ivan, out way yeah, you were 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Oh, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Now started with him. Now Q's coming out with the same damn thing. And they're oh, marketing. Yeah. yeah. They're marketing. It's it's essentially they, the same thing. Yeah, they introduced it at SHOT Show. And Chad had all that shit in his brain years ago, dude. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because he started. I got that 338 barrel, and he started that one for you, right? Yeah, yeah. He sent me out an AR yeah. upper for a little while that I ran. Yeah. Got about that. Yeah, that was a bad. All we had to do gun, was dude. fine tune it. All yeah. we had to do was yeah. fine tune shit instead of. Set I don't even think we stuff. messed with it though. Mm -mm. A little bit, but even even before the three thirty eight crazy Ivan, there was a three thirty eight whisper. So I mean, there's always shit around. Just keep yeah. changing it, I guess, until something takes off. Throw shit at the wall to see if it'll stick. That's what it is. You still have that shit. I last time I was up at Chad's, I gave him all of it. I, I gave him my 220 Russian brass and all my 338 stuff, and I'm just like, here, dude, uh, I don't have any use for this. And he's yeah. Like, 
fucking hammer with it. I'm trying to think about anything else. Was there, nobody, there was no questions or anything mm, on really. Just I mean, one, there was. One guy not. asked, well, about vertical spread, but shit. I mean, that could be anything. Check your action screws. Why he was, oh, he was just having issues he with just, it. With he just said, reload, for, yeah, yeah. vertical spread. He didn't even say what caliber or anything. I mean, shit, he could be, who knows. Because there's differences between vertical and horizontal spread on, on what correlates to each. You know, one can be, one can be, uh, like like action screws. One could be, uh, a powder charge. You know, I mean anything. There's a seating depth. There's there's a there's a, a relation to each regarding seating depth or powder charge, and and you know it's just something that if you shoot enough and you reload enough and you mess with that shit. Most of the time, we don't have to worry about it. We don't rarely have anything where it groups on a vertical or horizontal line. Not very have, often. Not if you very have a often. really inconsistent velocity, it can cause vertical. Yeah. Hot, cold, hot, cold, up, down, up, down. I mean, that's the shit that happens. Yeah, and if you're trying to throw charges by hand or something or with a freaking drop charge, that might be the difference of it. I'm trying to think how to stay on topic of this 250 without... Do, without doing what we did last time. <laughs> I'll tell you guys what, because everybody thinks that our recipe for those rounds is some kind of secret, super secret squirrel shit. And they're it, like, it dude, is. if somebody at, I'm going to tell them every, if people ask, or they, I yeah, ask on gonna, Instagram. Are you going to tell them what you're using for sounds too? No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell them that, but I'm going to tell you guys the, the, all of the components that I use for my 250 and you guys can go source that shit. See if you can find it. Let's start at the case head federal <laughs> gold medal match. Two tens. Oh, can't find it. You're no, done. fuck. You're out, dude. Ain't going to happen. Oh, uh, go with CCI BR twos. Oh yeah. How's that work, John? <laughs> Don't can't find them either. Okay. So seriously, federal gold medal match, two ten primers, Lapaha brass Whoa. or what you're using Norma brass Nosler premium same thing as Norma brass fucking same place just stamp stamp different i think i don't think so <laughs> probably not jim shockey fucking endorses one and the other one he don't that's the difference right anyway that mine is lapua brass keith's is freaking norma john what's yours you and I are both shooting Nosler Premium. No, for real. No. What's your shit? You got, why the fuck do you guys not remember <laughs> this shit? Because his is a mix of... His is a mix. Of, whatever's up in the back of the Raptor. Oh, for my night gun. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I shoot fucking Finds anything. all the shit in the back of my Raptor seat. Winchester, Remington, PPC, fucking just <laughs> Horn, shit brass. Hornady. Yeah, PPU, yeah. Yep. Anything, dude. Horn, <laughs> all of it. Stuff it in that shit and go. Hey, at, least I don't, at least I don't bore sight my fucking thermal. Okay, so <laughs> who does that? He's listening. No, fuck. One of you two. No, it's not. Fuck, no. I don't fucking know. That's a Texas name. thing. <laughs> yeah, there. there it is. Fucking Chris. And it's not Chris, Chris either. It's not Chris. Tyler. No, it's good. Tyler, you fucker. So anyway, let's go back. Federal gold medal match 210s, Lapua Brass. I'm filling mine up with exactly 35 grains of Varget. Well, go find that. Yeah, good luck. And then I'm Here, do you want James's phone number? He's got lots. Hold on. Yeah, he'll sell it. Six. <laughs> for, I, he said he'd sell some for $35 a pound, too. And 
His number is eight. Fuck that. I'm doing the math in my head. No, he dude, that shit it ain't right. Like, no, no not fuck even, that. Dude, no. you couldn't buy it for that two <laughs> years ago, 30, five years ago. I would probably wouldn't sell it for 3,500. Yeah, I would. 3,500 a pound. I would. I would. <laughs> fuck. I would hope so, but fuck. why? Yeah. Why? I don't why, give why a shit. I know it. Exactly. I'm to the point where why, dude? Yeah. And then uh, 50 grain Hornady VMAX. And the 50 grains have a little bit of a boat tail. And if you guys are really into the process, check out that reloading video. But that concoction out of that Gunworks verdict system, the Marauder, the, the murdered out in tan, it's got a Rock Creek 1 and 8 twist MTU, AMU contour, M24 contour, same thing. Cut down to 18 inches. That was a freaking hammer with that concoction. And there was, I don't think, any load development with that. Is that your tan one? What barrel is that? That's a Rock Creek. Okay. That's what that's what they told me. I'm going to keep that gun, too. That's a good gun, dude. Little hammer. Man. It's heavier than shit, but it's a wicked gun. It's really heavy. Dude, I weighed that. I weighed it for a guy, and it was... It's heavy as shit. I think it was 14... Gosh, damn it. I can't remember now. Yeah, it's heavy. What, 30,000th to jump right in there? You know what? I'd have to measure probably pretty close. I think that that thing would shoot anything the same, even if it was up into the lands or that far away from the lands or further away. But um, that's another video that we'll have to do is show them the, the seating depth, that tool that I use, and then show guys how to, you know, back it off. The that lands. thing's handy. It's some calculations, but it's, it's handy and it's easy. All you got to do is pretty much do it once and you got the measurement to your lands for your system. That one on the table is light as shit, just so you know. Yeah, look at that one. Yeah, that's light, light. The only thing that you could do different on that, on that 250, is gold sights, titanium action. That's it. If you could get a titanium action, and you're only going to probably save three or four or five ounces, is all. Say two or three ounces, and not go bottom metal. If you didn't go bottom metal, you got to do that though. I like it. My last night rig didn't have bottom metal. Is kind of a shit. Didn't like it. No. Yeah, that's slicker and shit. Uh, the 22252 man that I found is probably one of the the most pleasant sounding cartridges to suppress too. They're freaking wicked, man. If you use the right suppressor, you get like a hiss, and it's it's just like I said, the tone, the tone of it. That's one of the things that was really appealing to us at the beginning. Suppressing that cartridge, it was pretty cool. Sounds really good. We use it all the time. Get a lot of feedback on it too. That's really almost kind of a rundown on that cartridge selection for what we use. I mean, we could go into a little bit of detail on. <laughs> so we got some stuff. You can say it, whatever. No, I'm not. I'll say it. Which one? The Ruger one? No. Oh. I was just reading it. Which one is it? Is it is it fucking where is it at? It's just good thing we were talking shit. The oh that this one right here that yeah, one right there yeah 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 oh yeah. I got you. I uh, probably should we'll say this just because <laughs> it's funny. Uh, um, so we've worked with Chad at LRI. We've worked with uh, Gunworks. Aaron Davidson designed some guns with them, the Marauder. We designed the CR Moto with Chad, the CR Moto Mark One with Chad, the CR Moto One with Chad. Didn't he do a podcast? 
Aaron? Aaron did early on. Right. Yep. And then we designed. So, okay. We designed initially the mod O with Chad and then we did the mod one. Those are that dude, that would just be a good podcast in itself. Both of those. And then we did the mod O mark one, which was an upgraded mark one in a way lighter system. And then we worked with Gunworks. We designed the Marauder with Gunworks and the Maraud IR with Gunworks, relatively the same platform one designed and catered more towards night hunting with like an EFR. Well, even the Marauder has an EFR, but one's murdered out in black. The other one's tan. A little, little bit different specs on them. All in 22-250. All of them were, except for one of them was a Creed from Gunworks. As is. And we've been approached from talked to proof research. And the hardest part, I think, is trying to be uh, the hardest part, I think, trying to work with certain companies is to it's to work with different companies and try to be I don't honest isn't the right word. Try to trying to be building a relationship with one company. You know, you work with Chad, you work with Gunworks, you have a company like Proof that wants to have possibly do a custom rifle with you. Uh, there was a fella at Cryptech that turned me on to another rifle builder that was real interested in doing a platform with us. There's been, you know, at least a handful of guys. I'm actually talking to a guy right now about developing our own action and that would open up a lot of doors to what we're doing. But the hardest thing is, is trying to establish a relationship with a company because then the minute you do that, you're, you're committing everything that you do to that company. And there's nothing wrong with that. And to be honest, I want to get past, I want to get to that point, but then it's like, I don't want to say it's not fun anymore, but you're stuck with one product, you know? Now, camouflage is different, like Cryptech and shit. I mean, who else Who else is out there? Multicam, what? They don't give a fuck about us. Yeah, they don't do shit. But you have rifle builders that are really genuinely interested in in what you can do with their system. Like even, even uh, uh, Desert Tactical, they sent us out a rifle. You know, I don't even know the price of that. What is that shit? 12? I don't think it's that much. Six, seven thousand bucks for that. I bet it's a seven. With all those, I barrels? bet it's a seven thousand dollar gun. With all the barrels, closer to Keith, what Keith says. If you get that three thirty eight barrel and that that three thirty eight that Magnum bolt face, and then you get the two sixty bolt with the two sixty barrel, the new two fifty barrel, I dropped fifteen hundred on that barrel from Short Action Customs, and then the chassis itself, yeah, probably closer to what you're saying, what Keith's saying. But but you get all these manufacturers that want you to do something with them and it's fun but at the same time you want to kind of uh roll with one of them you know you want to do your thing with one of them and be content with it where i said camouflage is your your options are minimal and cryptech's right up our line but i was fucking talking about cryptech and then talking about the 2250 (laughs) yeah where are you going with that shit yeah i'm just trying to say the 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 where, where I'm where I'm going is we want to keep designing rifles and keep on working with companies that design rifles, but we don't want to be freaking stuck to one company. You know, I'd love to make 
numerous companies happy by us using their shit. I know we would as long as their stuff worked. But I'm going to go up to Chad's and have him build another 250. I just got to get a barrel. I've got the stock, got the action. You need to get some more hardy barrels. Which you need to I know do. it, dude. Them I know it. Nasty as shit. That's what John and I run on our day rigs is the hardy barrels. And hardy rifle engineering out of New Zealand, those guys are, the only problem with that is import, dude. I have to pay $500 a year, which isn't, I don't care. I'll do that every day. It's an import bullshit. Yeah. You have to let it, it sits it. You can get stuck in customs and I don't want to do prepayments for guys. I don't want to take 900 or $1,000 from guys and then have it get stuck in customs and then, and then guys fucking going, dude, what the hell? Where's my shit? You know, it's, I don't know. And then there's paperwork for each car, for each, each bore diameter. There's paperwork that you have to, you have to abide by via the ATF. And that's fucking do enough of that bullshit with, with, with even just suppressor stuff. But you're right. Those are nasty barrels, dude. Those are probably some of the best barrels that I've used. Yeah. Gunworks is making some too. That's on. Neither of those. Yeah, but so, sitting over there waiting to get put on that origin. That's something, too. A lot of guys are really trying to get their hands on some barrels right now, and Gunworks has some that are coming out. Right now, I think, end of April, they're going to be allow, they're gonna be selling barrels separately for, for whatever. Whatever. Uh, caliber? Yep. Whatever caliber. Blanks. Carbon fiber wrapped. You name it. questions on there dude that's it man i mean it's just that's our that's our cartridge selection that's our choice we get a lot of and, and the thing of that sucks is everybody that follows us already knows that it's all the guys that you know look at a reel or a, not a reel a freaking mm -hmm. kill reel on the youtube that have no idea who we are that rich will post it up and it'll get millions of views nobody will look back and do any research what are they using to do that it's not hard to find out they won't look for it. No, they'll just send a message instead. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, will you do this research for me? That's their research. Hey, what is this? Yeah, what are they doing? How, how are you guys getting two coyotes to drop at the same time? Ricochets? Oh, magic bullets? Yeah. Dude, what did Rich say? They're sleeping darts. The last thing. Yeah, that's the last thing that he said, sleeping darts. That's pretty cool. That's going to be a whole different one, dude. That's going to be a whole different podcast is comments. We're going to select all of the, like the top comments from the YouTube haters and do a whole fucking podcast on that. That's probably going to be R rated. I it's, Oh, this is already R rated. I have people that listen to us that are local and dude, I just had a little kid from Valentine send me a letter. No <laughs> way. Yes. Is it the one stapled on your bulletin yes. down there? I try and watch. All, yeah. Yes. I try to watch all your videos and I sent, I think <laughs> oh, I, I gave him a t-shirt or went you something anyway, dude. I'm like thinking, I'm scratching my head going, oh, dude, he's probably Knox. He's, he's, he's that young? Dude, he sketched it out, and it even says 22 to 50 on the thing. Yep, and I it's, saw a it. sketch, it's a picture of a gun. With yeah, a gun with a suppressor it. and a skin and optic and everything. And it says 22 to 50. And he's like, I try to watch all my videos and this, or all your videos and this and that. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> what do you say to that? When you start throwing f bombs, while well, you trying to you sign fuck it on the back of a t shirt and send it to him. Jeez. Oh shit, that's terrible. 
That's terrible. But seriously, we don't try. Guys, you know, I mean, gosh, what the hell do you do when We're you're bad, watching? Especially when companies are saying, hey, the boss's wife watches this. Yeah, you yeah, guys got it. You can't. But here, but what, do you, what are you going to, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not be and say what we, what, I'm not going to change who we are just because. Now, granted, you have to understand the fact that kids are watching what you do and what you say, and you have to be some kind of a role model, right? You, it's, it's, you should be. I'm just glad you edited. I try, all, dude. All of them out. Oh my gosh, I and try. There's still people that say, "Gosh, you guys talk <laughs> so bad, dude." I have people that are that listen to this, and I'm not gonna fucking beep it out, <laughs> dude. What's funny if they is can't people- hit? It, it's a, it's a podcast, dude. It's not, it's going to, they're going to be R rated. There's going to be some shit that we talk about that we go into on some of this. That's going to be dude, either listen or bitch about, you know, guys are like, you're taking away from a great product because of all your cussing. <laughs> what do you say to that? Don't watch, Don't watch dude. dude. Mute it. Mute the shit out. It's, Just pretend it's a different adjective and then you're good. Just insert your own dude, there. Here's the last one. I'm gonna say this on this one, dude. We'll end it on this one. Maybe we're at 55 probably, minutes. Probably won't. But we probably won't. We might get there. All right. So we're. I'm do the the reloading video. We fucking get this stupid shit all the time. We pick Randy Anderson was here. One of the freaking baddest dudes. One of the fucking OGs. He's an OG of the killing coyote calling in. So many people. We got probably just as we probably got. Just as much or more feedback, positive feedback from him as we did with having Les Johnson on. And let they're, and they're completely 180 degrees. Both killers, but just 180 degrees. Opposite. Yeah. Les Johnson is a contest hunter turned videographer. Randy Anderson is a videographer, leisurely, humble fucking coyote hunter yeah he just goes out and does it it's 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 not a hobby because he makes money on he's a professional sure he's designed calls with primos and it's just 180 degrees opposite spectrum of killing coyotes and we were able to to grasp both of those guys's knowledge and intel and present it to you guys and we're sitting here bullshitting with randy and let him talk man let guys like that shit talk let them let them tell everybody what they know and we get done and we're downstairs and he's getting ready to leave. i'm like dude let's wait wait let's we got to take a picture which we needed to do with less and yeah, we didn't freaking do it i spaced it out i completely spaced it out so he's like yeah sure so we come up here and i set my camera up put it on a timer and we're all standing there we're all fucking standing there all whatever fucking however now, we are whatever I, we look like you, whatever know, whatever we look like whatever going now i know where you're and all of a sudden the comments start coming in oh fuck look like looks like randy forgot winster all day and i'm like motherfuckers dude fucking shut up I, it it, yeah, it doesn't I, I it doesn't got a couple of motherfuckers on there i want to have a talk with choke slam dude <laughs> and i'm like what you all the fuck they tried to fucking ban me from Instagram because I was gonna comment. Dude, back I've to been them banned. I, so okay, <laughs> fuck <we're>, all of them. <laughs> this is turning into that podcast, dude. <sighs> fuck. From a twenty-two to you guys are gonna love the end of this shit. <laughs> anyway, I don't even. I I don't care. It it's I don't. I'm over it. I'm like whatever. But there's a certain point where these little guys that listen to our shit are millennials they don't understand the concept of maybe work ethic other than 
fucking work that they have for a day job. And I made a couple little comments on there and I'm like, one guy's like, one guy's like, dude, you guys are fucking jacked, blah, blah, blah. And this other guy goes, there, there was probably a little bit of help there. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Help. And then he makes another comment down below about some fucking juice shit. And I'm like, all right, you're toast, dude. Banned his ass. There's no reason for that. So then we go to the YouTube channel and I'm on the reloading fucking video, dude. I'm on the reloading video and this guy gets on there. And if you look for it and find it on your phone, I might, I'll try to get it as close as I can. I'll try to remember what it is. You guys got to look at it. You got to look at it. It's only got like 11,000 views. Is it the one you pinned? Yes. I pinned the shit right at top. Anyway, this guy goes, hey, where do you guys get your juice? I'm like, fuck, dude. This is going straight to the top. I'm pinning this shit. That was just recently. Like, yeah, like a week ago. Yeah. And I, I instantaneously, dude, replied to this guy. And I said, I don't know. Ask your girl. Her juices were flowing hard last night. And he lost his shit. And Got somewhere, offended, dude. He, yeah. And, and I, somewhere down below, I go, man, if you're going to talk shit, you better be able to take a load of shit shoveled right back in your face. And he's like, oh, that's cool that it turned into something, something talking about my wife. And I'm like, something i'm like I, any anyway i i he said something else and i go dude you might as well just stop now and he's like no you better stop fucking blah. <laughs> yeah dude that? it goes like 14 comments and there's a certain point where you look stupid if you have a channel and you have fifty thousand or a hundred thousand subscribers you don't want to look fucking dumb replying to these dipshits it's on the reloading one right yeah yeah i can't find it yeah dude oh, it's no, i'm looking at the cleaning one my bad anyway it gets down there to it and He's like, you could have just said thanks for the compliment. What the fuck am I going to say thank you for? Because, dude, you automatically think a guy's cheating. Yeah. What these guys don't understand, and there's no reason, we don't have to justify who we are, what we do to anybody. That I was telling Keith the other day, how many of these dumb fucks know that there's been maybe one week in a row, maybe five days in a row consecutive over the past 30 years that we've missed a day of lifting? Oh, yeah. Right, if that, and automatically because you have a couple okay. fucking veins popping, I and can you can bench four hundred pounds, dude, you're fucking juicing. You have to be. That's because I think of five be, days, and it was when you were in the fucking hospital. That wasn't even five days, dude. I squatted three days after I was out. I remember that's, that that's shit. My point. And I had West Nile. The thing is, is these guys fail to realize <laughs> that there is commitment. There's discipline. There's find a way, make a way. When you dumb fuckers are out there deciding after your job to go downtown go and to a fucking room on a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah, night. I get Snapchat. Tell me how many fuckers are in there. Exactly, I get Snapchats from guys all the time on Fridays. Fucking oh, fucking there's their beer. Guess yep. what I'm doing? Shrugging or benching. Yep. It's a personal choice. Don't come to us with how your the insecurities. Fuck, did we get on this, dude? Because <laughs> I don't know. Fucking. Holy shit, it's dude. It's just funny to me. And it's 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 and it's gonna get worse. And then or, guys are like, dude, don't let them trigger you. It's more it's awesome because that just gives us more fucking fire to burn, dude. That gives us more shit to fire up. 
more funny shit to talk about. Yeah, it's amusing as hell. Well, how many people would be taking shots or doing whatever doing a podcast? What are we doing? Yeah, how many? Exactly. How many guys fucking get are drinking out coffee cardinal out of a cardinal mug? How many guys are sitting there getting high, getting stoned on a podcast? John. <laughs> and we're fucking drinking coffee high just so we life. get, you know? I mean, it's funny as shit. It's funny as shit. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I say that shit all the time. You fucking hate the game, dude. You're the one that doesn't have the discipline to do it. So fucking deal with your life. Jeez. Just watch. Keep an eye on that girl, and dude. shoot 22 250s. Yes. Shoot 22 250s and watch your girl close because fucking if you're that insecure about your shit, you've got bigger problems to worry about. <laughs> An hour. The last yeah, 20 minutes that's, that's got ramped good, up. Dude. You guys give us that's feedback on good, that dude. shit. Give us feedback. We're, we're going to start, man. I want to try to keep this like hunter shooter information, but honestly, how much, how, how much shit can you talk about coyote hunting before it starts, before you start talking in circles about stuff? You know, there's a lot of detailed shit that we can get into. We're going to get into rifle builds. We're going to get into like our helmet setup, which I'm going to do a full fledged review on anyway. And then we're going to just start doing all sorts of shit, dude. Like, like, like all, no comment. Now someone just sent me a live video of us and I wasn't sure if there was something bad happening or not. Who cares? Yeah, there is some shit happening right now. Past 10 minutes, shit talk. <laughs> that's what I'm assuming Bunch he sent shit me. shit talkers. Yeah, that's what, that's what, the only bad thing about that is, is you got, you got content out there that should be. I have to go when I upload this to YouTube and I have to put this is not kid friendly. <laughs> you know, there's seriously a selection there. I definitely don't mark kid friendly for this. So. Maybe for the first 20 minutes it is. What's that noise? Hey, real quick. Uh, we do have a new, a new, uh, if you go to the YouTube channel, or sorry, you go to my website, onilops.com, and you go to shop, it will direct you to Onilops Apparel. There's a ton of new shit out there. We've got some badass hats. The 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 fit hats that are um the fitted hats that are flex fit are are nasty. Keith's wearing one right now in raid. They look good, man, and they're comfortable as shit, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And then uh um the other thing that I was gonna talk about was we're gonna be doing a bunch of releases on new gear we've got the ghillie hoods coming we've got the actions the rifle actions that are possibly coming the bino packs that are coming and then we also have uh that magazine that field magazine that i've always wanted to do i kind of did a poll we had a shit ton of guys that were interested in that if my goal is trying to get 200 of those out to you guys which i think we could do more because there's going to be some badass pictures and there's going to be detailed specs on old systems versus some of the new shit that we got coming out. And I think you guys will find it really entertaining with some information in it. Once again, guys, this has been an Onilops podcast. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Onilops Pro Staffer, Ops Pro Staff. You'll find them. We're out tonight. <laughs>